The number one thing someone needs who's disclosing that they're experiencing violence is you to listen and to believe them. We saw a 75% increase in Google searches for domestic violence support. So there wasn't the opportunity to, to make the phone calls or to necessarily attend a, a women's safety service as people were locked down. Today on the ADAPT series, we're talking about how domestic violence impacts the workplace and what we as business leaders can do about it with Brad Chilcott, the Executive Director of White Ribbon Australia. So please click on the hashtag ADAPTSA in this LinkedIn post and then click follow or like Nucleus on Facebook to keep up to date with COVID business trends. So let's hear what Brad has to say. Well, hi, Brad. It's great to have you joining us as part of the ADAPT series today. And it's a bit more of a serious topic today in that White Ribbon Australia is uh, it, your company. Its purpose is to end engendered violence by engaging with men and boys to end men's violence against women. So let's start by talking about working from home at the start of the pandemic and that, how that's affected how we deal with domestic violence in that there was grave fears that victims would have little or no means of escape because we were all forced to work from home 24 seven. So how have we adapted and how have we, what have we learned and how have we adapted to actually helping the victims? Well, those fears were definitely realized in um, the way that women began to present uh, that their experiences was different. We saw a 75% increase in Google searches for um, domestic violence support, for example. So there wasn't the opportunity to, to make the phone calls or to necessarily attend a, a women's safety service as people were locked down. Um, we also saw the kind of domestic violence change. There was a, a massive increase in the number of first time um, experiences of physical violence. So women reporting uh, physical harm for the first time went up significantly. Um, and other forms of, of control, uh, you know, we call it coercive control, the non-physical aspects of uh, gendered violence that include things like controlling finances, surveilling phones and electronic devices, um, limiting access to family and friends. We saw an increase in those experiences mm -hmm. for women as well. And uh, workplaces have needed to adapt. Um, especially in regards to kind of identifying uh, when physical or when gendered violence is happening. Um, often, you know, in a workplace, you might be able to see that someone uh, looks like they've experienced violence in a, in a physical way. You might, they might disclose to someone, a friend or a, a manager that uh, something is going on in their life. But during COVID, it was much more that we were kind of equipping workplaces with information around how to detect it in the home. So, you know, a constant hovering presence in, in Zoom meet, meetings or unexplained absences regularly from meetings like this over, over the internet that, um, you know, maybe we would like to put down to, um, you know, simply taking advantage of being at home, but actually had a much more sinister cause. And so it has required a, a different way of thinking about workplace safety. If, uh, you know, we know how to create a safe workplace, but um, when it's the home and you can't control the other people who live in that home and you can't, um, you know, create a safe environment necessarily. Uh, we have seen workplaces begin to think through strategies about how they respond to that. 
Yeah, okay. And if we do notice these kind of things, or in fact, a colleague divulges to us that they're a victim of domestic violence, what should we do about it as a colleague of that person? Well, the very first thing to do is to believe women, always. Um, there's going to be questions in, in your mind. Why didn't you leave? Um, why has it taken so long to tell someone? What does this mean for you know your job and, and our workplace and our pr productivity? But the number one thing uh, someone needs who's disclosing that they're experiencing violence is you to listen and to believe them. All those other things uh, can come later or just be put, put aside. Um, and then they need around that the knowledge that they will be in a supportive workplace environment, um, both in terms of that listening and believing, but also in terms of policy and procedure. Can they access leave to go and deal with the situation that they're in, whether that means moving house, going to court, visiting the doctor, making sure their children are safe? Does your workplace communicate both uh, verbally and in an attitude sense support, but does its policies and procedures communicate support as well? So those things are really important. Um, I'd also advise that um, it's important for managers and others to be uh, have a level of training in understanding these issues. And our White Ribbon Workplace Accreditation process includes some of that. Yep. And look, just so we fully understand, how much does domestic violence actually impact the workplace, you know, particularly now that we've got this hybrid model of working from home and or the office? When someone's experiencing violence, they may not disclose that to anyone for a very long time. Reasons of, of shame, of fear, of what will happen to my job and to my financial situation. And that plays out in unexplained absenteeism. It plays out in lowered productivity because of, you know, physical and emotional well-being being damaged. It plays out in interpersonal relationships in the office. So it definitely does have an economic impact on businesses. And um, research done over the last few years has suggested the total cost to the Australian economy is eight, as upwards of $8 billion, with around $250 million as direct costs to workplaces, and then another $600 million as productivity costs to workplaces. And um, so even on a, on a very, like, what does this do for my business level, um, dealing, creating a safe environment for workers um, leads to better outcomes for your business. Absolutely. And there's no more important time than now, obviously, as we're all recovering from the pandemic. So look, as business leaders who run businesses, how can we help end domestic violence? Well, recognise that your workplace is full of people who need to go on a journey of understanding gender equality, uh, who need to be part of a safe workplace to uh, both work in, free from sexual harassment, um, where they experience respect and um, being believed if they are disclosing a harmful situation. But also that each one of your workers is part of a community. And as we use our workplaces to advance gender equality, build respect, um, increase understanding of family violence and, um, and what you can do if you're experiencing it, that spreads out beyond your workplace into the community. It's time we didn't just um, feel sad when we see tragedies like Hannah Clark and her children being um, you know, murdered in public in Brisbane, but that we realise we can do something about it. And it's not just a, a white ribbon day breakfast or, or uh, putting on a, an event here and there. It's really thinking through how can our workplace be a place of respect, of learning, 
and of safety for everyone um, who is part of that workforce. Yeah, look, and we know this is a huge problem because it's in the news every day, but it also sounds like there's just so many people that are, are suffering in silence. And so if you're out there listening today and you want to take first steps, um, I think contacting White Ribbon and looking at their accreditation program is a great place to start. Um, having those policy considerations and creating a culture where people will listen, I think is, is vitally important from what you're saying, Brad. And of course, that means a more productive workplace. And we need that right now at this point in time in our economy. So look, I'd like to end by asking, what else would you like to say to the people who are listening here today? Uh, especially to the men, I just want to say, listen to the women in your lives. Really listen to them. Ask them what their experience of, of work is, uh, not just in your workplace, but the women in your lives and their workplaces. Understand what it's like uh, for a woman you know, experiencing the social life that, um, that I take for granted, you know, going to the city and feeling safe. Um, ask the women in your life what it's like for them when stress levels rise in the house or the workplace. Really listen and allow what you hear to change your perspective and even more importantly, your behaviour. Thank you so much, Brad. I, I think that's massively important. I've got some things going through my head at the moment about our workplace and so forth. And, and I'm sure there's lots of other things that other people can do as well. So um, it's very valuable, the information you're sharing here about improving our workplaces. So thank you for your time. And I look forward to seeing you again soon and keep up the good work because uh, it's absolutely a vital thing, a vital role that needs to be played out in the community. Thanks, Brent. And if you want more information about workplace accreditation, whiteribbon.org.au. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.